I want to know what their stance is on the Insane Clown Posse. Are they are they coalition <laughs> with the Insane Clown Posse? Are they? Oh, that's this the seems... only thing that can add. That's the only layer that could be added at See, this point. In clown in clown culture in clown society, I've, they they sound like the sort of bourgeois clowns. ICP are the working class clowns, Ugh. and they have class consciousness. I feel like you are taking up for ICP right now. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Are you crazy? Are they bad? ICP, <laughs> you are taking up for juggalos right now. Are, is that not a good thing? <laughs> Hatchet men, literal fucking juggalos. The dark I mean, they've got class consciousness, How? and that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's part of it. It's embedded into the ICP okay, ideology. Um, I had a similar experience last night with the uh, bug spray. You get like, yeah, you get like deet on your lips. <gasps> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It feels so bad. Very gross. The shit we put on ourselves just to keep the bugs off. Yeah. Well, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I had a fun time. Good. Uh, went over to, um... Like I can't ask you any specific things now that the mics are on. <laughs> yeah. You know my specific questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, my specific answers are that it was uh, it was a fun time. Good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How was your weekend? It was great. Um, I went to West Virginia, and uh, we, me and about um. 15 other women tried to float down the, uh, mostly women, tried to float down the Greenbrier River. Uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> we didn't scout it out the way we should have. We ended up doing a lot of walking <laughs> through an inch of quickly moving water. Damn. You might imagine how, uh, at was one point, and we were getting drunker and drunker along the was, way. Wasn't there also a pregnant yeah she was nine months pregnant and i mean seven months pregnant and we were pulling her in a boat oh shit <laughs> and uh, at one point uh um was uh, under many influences and so i felt like i couldn't walk anymore because it was so slippery i kept uh -huh. i kept almost falling i was afraid if i fell i was gonna break a hip or something because i'm a mammal so i started literally army crawling <laughs> i was like this <laughs> And I like had a hold of like three tubes because we could, were trying to tie all of our tubes together. Oh, so I was like shit. dragging three tubes behind me. <laughs> it was a situation. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> it. Certainly sounds like it. It took us about five hours to go one mile. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and luckily, which and we had parked the cars like five miles. 
at the other end. So luckily we ran into some good Samaritans along the way who drove us, drove a couple of us to a couple cars yeah. to come back and get the rest. Well, that's good. Yeah. If we had taken old pregnant girl any further, she was going to kill all of us. <laughs> I would... I would imagine. Actually, she was probably the most calm. The rest of us were like, because she was sober, and the rest of us were all fucked up. Um, be, being pregnant is a level of sobriety that surpasses that surpasses sobriety itself. Yeah, I think I think it gives you a certain distance from things that you don't normally get. Yeah, and I feel like it just it just makes you calmer. For maybe this isn't everyone, but she just seems so calm the whole time, just like uh-huh. you know. But it was fun. We also. Um, we sat at my friend's cabin out in the woods. Beautiful. I bet she doesn't have indoor plumbing. And you know, I'm kind of a fancy pants. <laughs> kind of a diva. Yeah. So when I got there, I was like, wait, where's the bathroom? <laughs> so is it like an outhouse? Is it yeah, like a it was hole a in the ground? Legit outhouse. Hole in the ground. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. It was like, you know, she had these like cute lights strung up in it and it yeah. was fine. And then when you were in it, the door didn't close. Like you couldn't lock the door from the inside uh-huh. and so it would stay open and so it actually kind of was beautiful it was just like the while you sat there the whole it was just like miles of rolling hills and first it was like a layer of wildflowers because they bail hay there and then it was like the tree line uh-huh. and there was in the daytime there were butterflies everywhere but at nighttime it was just a field of um lightning bugs it sounds like you went to actual heaven this weekend <laughs> You left I this plane not, of reality. <laughs> I would not call an outhouse heaven, but <laughs> I, by the end of it, I had grown. The idea had grown on me. Have you been to um, the the worst thing ever is um, music festival um, outhouses? Oh, like God. you know what I mean? Like yeah, I've built them before <laughs> in my younger, dumber days. Well, God help. God bless. We should be giving the people who have to clean those things. They should get more respect and yeah. valor than the sol- than the goddamn soldiers. Oh, you mean like legit the troops. porta-potties. Porta-potties, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, this is so bizarre. I just read an article for no reason about how important sanitation workers are. Uh-huh. And it was it was it, it didn't say post-apocalyptic, but it was almost like these are actually the most important healthcare workers we have, but they get no respect and they make minimum wage. I was a janitor. By and far. For a while. Yeah. And it's like these are like public health czars. It's you know, true. Like, it's our true. environment is basically the most important part you, of our health. Right. <laughs> and if we were just like living among trash all the time. It would be bad. There are those, yeah, sanitation workers are on the forefront of the war on germs. They are the front lines. And the war on, like, spreadable, like, Ebola. <laughs> infectious and, diseases. Yeah, infectious diseases. <laughs> just like, what was the, just the breakout? It was because right. there isn't proper sanitation situation set up. Yep. No, they, they should get more valor than the troops. You know, you see a you see a sanitation worker on an airplane. Yeah. They get to deep board first. I just saw a meme <laughs> that said that. Why why is this all of a sudden a theme? Now that it's like what? All of a sudden what? A, a theme, theme that uh sanitation workers are being are are like started. Cuz well, yesterday for the 4th of July, I saw a meme that was like salute your sanitation workers. <laughs> Fuck them. Well, one of the things that I've been it's kind of interesting. I'm reading this um China Mieville book about the Russian Revolution, and it's really interesting. One of the things that um, old socialists did around the turn of the century, this sort of thing, was like turning workers into sort of your 
everyday heroes. I mean, the right's mm-hmm. been do- the right wing's been doing it for oh, a long yeah. time, but um, but that is a specific. Uh, it just seems like territory of the left. Like um, very easily, it's just a way to I think show solidarity with the working class. <laughs> yeah, or just to. I mean, literally organized people. Yeah. Like how we're like, right. when the um, when the uh, immigration ban first popped off, um, it was taxi drivers who right. who immediately organized right. um, and were like, no, we're not taking you to the airport. Right. That was Because there badass. are, yeah. And it was just like, we saw where the infrastructure was. Like, those people were oh. able to communicate with one another quickly yeah. because they have a community. Uh-huh. And they immediately shut the fuck down and were like, we're not taking people to the airport because the airport is on strike. People right. are striking there and we're not taking your ass. Pressure points. And that's when, uh, you know, companies like Uber rise to the top as fucking scabs. Right. Yeah, fuck Uber. Okay. I used Uber all last two weeks. I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. I'm a, wa- I'm a hypocrite on heels. Yes, yeah, so before you, were, before you were in West Virginia this weekend, you were in Charleston. South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah, the other Charleston. The other Charleston. Yeah, my little sister and my aunt live down there now, so it's a nice, cheap vacay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, last 4th of July, we were both in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Um, but has it changed much in a year? <laughs> yeah, actually, because 50 people move there a day. Really? Yeah, 48 people. This is counting babies who are born there. That's but crazy. 48 people come to live, either are born in Charleston or move to Charleston. It's mostly move. Like 40 move and eight babies are born a day there. Yeah. yeah. So 48 people are added to the population of Charleston every day. That's crazy. So it's actually changed a fuck ton in a year. Like every neighborhood's being gentrified, and my sister's been that been down there about six years. Yeah, from Charleston, we drove to Atlanta for a concert with my mom and my aunt. And What'd you see? We saw John Mellencamp. <laughs> oh shit! I think you told me. This. I told you about this. My mom has been so excited, and then for the whole five-hour drive from Charleston to South Carolina, they made me listen to John Mellencamp <laughs> while I drove, and they drank wine the entire time. My aunt. You were a chauffeur. Literally, my mom and aunt. <laughs> Two wine moms. <laughs> yeah, which they're cousins. I shouldn't call. I call her my aunt because she's my mom's age. Yeah. they're just like a two weeks aunt, apart in age. Aunt is like a good catch-all is word. Yeah. You know, you, every anything anybody can be an aunt. Yeah, everybody's a fucking everybody's aunt. a fucking or aunt. cousin. Everybody's my fucking cousin. <laughs> Cousins are pretty good catch-all. Too. Yes. Yeah. And I, I should use cousin more because it's gender neutral. Yeah. I should just call everyone is. my cousin. Cuz. Let's call everybody cuz. So and really, she is my cousin because she's uh-huh. my second cousin because she's my mom's first cousin. Anyway, I drove their drunk asses. Then they literally drank three bottles of wine from Charleston to Atlanta. Uh huh. Well, a full bottle and two halves. Because <laughs> she was like, Corgan bottle. She's like, we're taking all this open wine with us. <laughs> Just rocking the fuck out to John um, Mellencamp. Oh, my God. The whole way. And, like, I forgot. He really does have a lot of hits that I knew. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there were more than I thought. They're, and they're all kind of like, uh, I think he was sort of trying to ride the Bruce Springsteen thing, oh, wasn't it? Oh, for sure. Like, the for Americana. Sure. Oh, like, yeah. The rock. Yeah. Americana, yeah. And and they start out, like, he started out pretty patriotic in his life, but he's gotten more and more left-leaning. I mean, he's I, I would probably call him a liberal, <laughs> but in one of his songs, um, not one that we, we, we listen to mostly the hits, but <laughs> this is a good, remind me to circle back to this, okay. uh, uh, this liberal song he played, but uh, 
my mom and aunt and my and my cousin spent literally 30 minutes of the ride trying to find the song where he talks about eating pussy <laughs> because there's a song where John Mellencamp says sit your pussy on my face and my it's not one of those like misheard lyrics he no, really <laughs> no he really did it was in one of his first albums did they and, find it yeah they found it <laughs> Because they don't know how to use the fucking internet. And I'm driving and they're like, and they're looking for it forever. And they keep trying to think of the name of the album it's on. And uh-huh. they're like looking at the list of songs. And I'm like, just search John Mellencamp Pussy. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, so bring up a search <laughs> engine and search John Mellencamp Pussy. And they found it immediately. Yeah. The song is called Tonight. Oh, hell yeah. So look up John Mellencamp's Tonight. That'll be the closing song Okay, this yeah, episode. we can close it out. <laughs> And he says, set your pussy on my face. Wait, okay. <laughs> and my aunt and cousin could not. They were so, they were like, I wonder if I'll play that pussy song. And I, was, I couldn't believe, they were like, they were like little teenage boys. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. But it's on one of his earlier. They just talked about that, how that was one of the first times they had ever heard a man talk about p- eating pussy. Really? Yeah. They were teenagers. And, and like, and it was John fucking yeah. Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. John Cougar Mellencamp. Wow. Breaking, <sighs> just busting down boundaries. He was a pioneer. Yeah. So what was his, what's his liberal? Oh, I don't know what the song was called, but he... Uh, you know, I was kind of zoning in and out of the concert, but of course, my liberal ears perked up too when I heard him say, "Do Black Lives Matter?" And I was like, "What is this? Where is this about to go?" Yeah, and he—you <laughs> <laughs> never know. You really on don't. The fuck, yeah, on based the... on the crowd in that audience, yeah. I thought I knew where it was going. <laughs> I was pretty—I was pretty sure where it was going because this was the most like—I mean, it was just a sea of pastel cargo shorts. Right, all lives matter people, probably. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I was like the young person there i'm 30 anyway he said do black lives matter and he said something like of course they of course they don't they never have look at our prisons look at something else and then he like talked about um he talked about rich people like he was like fuck he was basically like fuck rich people i don't know we can bring it up too maybe but i was just like holy hell and my and i looked over at my aunt who's rich as hell she is so rich uh-huh like, was she like yeah oh yeah she was just fucking fist <laughs> Bumping, and I was just like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> I was just having a meltdown. Like, this is the crazy shit. Because a lot of his songs are about working class. And like yeah. several of his songs are like, fuck the bougie, you know, fuck the boss. Right. A lot of it. And she, even one of them was like, fuck the guy who trades on um, Wall Street, uh-huh. the Wall Street traders. And her husband has rang the fucking Wall Street bell. <laughs> You know how, like, a bell starts it every day yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. I've wondered about this a lot because um, I read this article in The Atlantic a few years ago about Chris Christie and how, he, like, his his favorite... Um, he had a good weekend. Oh, yeah, really. <laughs> his favorite um, artist is Bruce Springsteen. Oh, yeah. And uh, so he's, I mean, you know, it's kind of obvious they're both from Jersey or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, the article was just kind of, like, speculating, like, how does a guy like Chris Christie... Who has absolutely zero sympathy for the poor and working people, like so much Bruce Springsteen, who is such a champion of the sort of, you know, poor and working people. Yeah. So it must be the same thing. It must be. It's just like a sort of like disconnect. Uh, Maybe it allows you to feel. Maybe it serves a sort of psychological role, like it allows a sort of like pressure valve release on some of the guilt you have. For God's sake. (laughs) 
I mean, but honestly, you know, you and I probably listen to music that we feel a little guilty about. That's very to. true. I'll, a ton of music I listen to. I mean, I even say words. I sing along and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, that's terrible. That's I'm very awful. true. I'm like, you dirty slut. I hate you. And I'm like, no, I don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like the nastiest trap music of all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. So we have guilty pleasures, too, right? I guess. Guilty pleasures, right? You're you're absolutely right. Mm. Wow. So you, uh, yeah, you were at the beach. You went to a Melon Camp concert. <sighs> yeah, I've had a crazy two weeks. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot. And what I was getting at was how we drove straight from Charleston to Atlanta, and Atlanta was even crazier than Charleston. Traffic in Atlanta, I mean, it's like everyone, it's just like a, everyone knows how bad traffic in Atlanta is. Uh-huh. And of course, I took my mom to Ikea. She loved it, but then we stayed too long, and we left at 5 p.m. Holy shit. On a weekday. Damn. And so so it, you were stuck in traffic for probably two or three hours? <laughs> it was about an hour before we got like moving on the interstate. So oh, holy shit. It was about an hour, and she was so stressed out the whole time. Every time I had to change lanes, she'd go, <gasps> <gasps> and she was like holding on to shit in the car, and I was like, listen, <laughs> you have got to calm down. You gotta, you're going to have to take a sedative or something. You need to relax. Yeah. Close your eyes. Do whatever you need to, because I'm doing the best. Because she'd like act bad, and then she'd be like, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Because she'd realize how fucking crazy she was being. <laughs> But I had to explain to my mom the. Was it because um, you were driving, or was it because you were in a city, or both? Both, probably, but mostly the city. Yeah. Because she just she was, I mean, we even talked about how miserable our realities would be like if we lived there. Oh we yeah. We talked about how like if imagine because that's what Tara said. Mom, people do this every day because she saw it as like this is you know very rarely this is a near death experience for her because right. she's so rarely in a tight traffic situation like this that this is like she was facing death. Right. And so I was trying to calm her down. I was like, Mom, can you imagine this being your everyday commute? And she was just like, no. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> like, cause I was like, Mom, people do this every day. This isn't like, I didn't get us into a, like, this isn't a situation we're not going to escape. You know? <laughs> I like had to talk her I didn't her drive into a down. hurricane. I like, right. I had to talk natural her disaster. We're not being evacuated. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't an evacuation plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she just could not calm down. Finally, we got out there. She's like, you did so good. I'm like, I know, because I know how to drive in a city, bitch. <laughs> Give me some motherfucking credit, okay? <laughs> yeah, it is a it is a badge of honor. I mean, I definitely wear it like a badge of pride. I know. Like, I can drive in a fucking... I, I walk through a city. I'm just like, I know what I'm doing here. I'm just... Oh, I know. Like, I was in a bad neighborhood or something in Detroit one time. This guy's like, what are you doing here? You need to get out of here. And I was like, I can cuss in three languages. I got a pocket knife. I'll do what I want. <laughs> Which was stupid. I should have got out of the neighborhood. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> But he was like, girl, you need to get out of here. Well. <laughs> I was like, these people be scared of me. I'm from Kentucky, bitch. Oh, shit. But um, anyway, yeah, traffic was crazy, but we escaped it. And what was really another funny thing is that my mom had never heard of the Hove Lane. Or I don't know how they say it, but. The, the Hove Lane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the HOV Lane. Yeah. Where you can, like, if you Jehovah have. Jehovah Walks. <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> yeah. The uh, carpool lane where you can you can get in this lane and, right. you know, get around traffic. You have to have, like, a thing for it, right? No, you just have to have more than two people in your car. Oh, really? That's what I thought. <laughs> was I supposed to have a thing? I drove it the whole way. I have no idea. I rode that thing hard. I was, like, so proud of it. And I've my never mom, known. I just thought, I mean, wouldn't you 
Yeah, anyways, go ahead. Well, my mom thought it was an exit lane. She was like, this, this line's going to exit. This line. She said it at no less than 10 times. Like, we'd get, she'd, she'd come off it, and then we'd get on down. She's like, this line's going to exit. Look, because it has, like, a triangle on the lane, on the road. Yeah. I'm like, no, Mom, the lane is not going to. This is a carpool lane that we can drive in because we have more than one people in our car. And she was like, what do you mean? Not? So I'd explain to her. I was like, well, you see how bad the traffic is. Right. They have to do things to try to reduce traffic. And so this is a way that they encourage people to share cars so that everyone's not driving their own damn car. And she was like, what? And then finally we passed a sign that said it. It's like two plus passengers. Oh, whatever, yeah, yeah. But also what's accepted were motorcycles and like green vehicles. It had like a green leaf. Green vehicles? It said it had a green leaf and it said like. <laughs> it was a police setup. They were like. If you have weed in your car, come this way. And then police are going to be at the end waiting for you. Like, you fell into our trip. No, like, uh, fucking Priuses and shit. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if that, I don't know if a Prius actually counts. But maybe like a Tesla, like the full. Yeah. The full on. I mentioned Tesla because I rode in a Tesla in the last two weeks. Did you really? I've been living the life, man. Are they self-driving? Wait, okay, wait. So the very first thing I heard from you. When you left, oh, yeah. uh, you went to a wedding, and there was a Trillbillies champagne bottle. I did not go to a wedding. It was not a wedding. I made that myself. Oh, you made that. I made that bottle. I went to this bougie motherfucking hotel wine making, and basically, when we go to when we go and stay with my cousin, uh-huh. she already has lined up all this shit to do because she's rich and she like does weird shit all the time. Yeah. Because her husband is an executive; he's a CFO of a multinational corporation. <laughs> what shit? I know. Like she, she like, and when we're around, it's so she, crazy, y'all. Like because she grew up hard. Like she, one of the one percent. Yeah. Like she In the worked. Fly. She worked at KFC. All the way through college. She was like a manager at KFC her uh-huh. whole way through college and like became a really good accountant. So she became a CPA and she met this guy from New Mexico. I've told you about him. He's yes. from Los Cruces. Yeah, you have told me about this. And, and he didn't grow up rich either. But they met each other and they worked for the same firm and she convinced him to move to Indiana. And they like just like finessed all of their connections or whatever. And so they somehow got up the line and now he's a CFO. Uh-huh. And so they are the worst people to talk. Their politics are terrible. Imagine because that. Because they believe the bootstrap. <laughs> they firmly believe the bootstrap yeah. bullshit because yeah. they did it. Because it. it works for them. It worked for them. They're right. like, and so now they think anyone who's not rich is lazy. <laughs> Literally, you cannot have a conversation with them. And the worst part is they're from Indiana, so they love Mike Pence. They've been to his house. Oh, my God. Do they know? Do they know that like the goddamn revolution is coming? I mean, do you know that we're gonna? Do they know that one day we're gonna throw them out on the streets? And <laughs> my, I might try to protect her. This, this is what I love. And honestly, I'm a little terrified that she's gonna listen to this because I told her about the podcast. Oh and yeah. She seemed kind of into it because yeah. I didn't. I wasn't very clear about what it was. Tiller is a Marxist <laughs> podcast <laughs> created to overthrow. Well, the reason I had to tell her is because I had to tell her what Trill really was because I got to when at the wine making gig. Yeah. You got to submit your own image and words that you oh, wanted on your wine yeah. bottle, and that's how I got that wine bottle. I we was like, used Trillbilly, their- and I sent them the Mary Kay Lady pick. Oh, hell yeah. And that's the picture we can use for this episode. Yeah. Yes, that is the picture we can use the for wine, this episode. The wine bottle. That's fucking perfect. And you're right. We should also rally it off or, so, or, yeah, or something. Yeah, we got to get something good for it because like, it needs to be in the hundreds of dollars. 
Yeah. So, cause, so we can sit on it for a while. And because I don't want to give it, I want to have it myself. Yes. And so I'm only giving it up for like $100 a month. Yeah. Fucking Patreon gift for All right. So some listen. bougie ass bitch. Right. Better sign up for it. All right. So, yeah. So we're announcing it on today's episode to all of our <laughs> listeners. We have a one of a kind True Billy's champagne. Trilby's themed champagne bottle. It's wine, but wine bottle. Mm-hmm. Well, still, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's red wine that I mixed myself to my exact taste. Yeah, I I drank like six bottles of wine, getting the right mix. Oh, see, do you have it? And is there any left? But I guess you can't really keep it. No. So they have my recipe and my bottle label. Oh, fuck. on file. So we can send. We can make wine. And send it to our Trillbillies we listeners. Could, but I think it's pretty expensive. <laughs> you also might need a license for that. No, like, I mean, we could order a few more and have them shipped to us. Okay. Well, all right. So uh, until we get the fine details worked out, listeners, <laughs> we'll get the wine, we'll drink the wine, and you can have the bottles. How's that work? That'd be cheaper to mail, an empty bottle. <laughs> be cheaper be much to... cheaper to mail. Yeah, because it's lighter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's pretty, that's pretty fucking tight. Wait till you see it. You're going to love it. And the other crazy thing is that this this wine, I didn't know all the people. Like This was like a big group thing. And my bottle was voted the best bottle. Oh, uh, yeah. Because all these bougie people, I swear to God, like half of them were pictures of a, of the couple. Yeah. It was like the couple did it. And these old people. And it's like a pic, their wedding pic. Uh-huh. And then like the other half, it was a picture of their house. Oh. <laughs> their huge house. <laughs> And then they had made up like a funny name for their house, and that's what they put on the bottle. Like there were two younger my my other like my cousin's daughter was there, my my cousin, and she did she's studying French, so she did like a picture of something and a French word or something. Uh huh. And my mom did a sunset, and it said like Sheila Sunshine. I like that. I like because my mom. (laughs) She just keeps it simple and like doesn't try to. Yeah, I mean, what was she gonna? She gonna put a picture of her fucking Malibu on there? (laughs) But. But yeah, they were all like, oh, this is the best. And two people said, is that Dolly Parton? I was like, you wish. You don't know who Dolly Parton is. Don't even use her name. Don't even say her fucking name. Keep her name out of your fucking mouth. But oh yeah, they were, they were like, that's the best bottle. That's the best bottle. And so then I had to tell my cousin what was up. But this is how I broke it to her. And uh-huh. she was really into it. I said, it's a podcast that me and my friends started after the election because so much of the national narrative was about how stupid rural people are yeah and of course she supported trump and pence and she was like yeah that's terrible <laughs> that's awful and i was like i know we were really pissed about it because we're really smart <laughs> <laughs> and that was it that's all i said about it. she's like that's great <laughs> doing your little things <laughs> just doing your little things look down. how cute you are look how cute they are <laughs> But what I really love about my cousin... Trying to change the world. Yeah. She is really generous to our family with her money. I will say that. And the other thing I love about her is we can juxtapose this with the episode where we're going to shit on all billionaires. Okay. <laughs> there are no good billionaires. I agree. But the what I, love <laughs> when, what I love when I go and visit with her, especially with my mom, is that she gets more country the longer we're with her. Oh, yeah. Like, she is back to her motherfucking roots. And how my mom views her is very important to her. Like, when, I, when she's with other rich people, she tries to downplay her wealth because they're like... 
I feel like rich people are competing, are trying to be as low key as possible to each other. Right. So they don't seem like they're bragging and shit. Right. But when well, my dep- mom's around, she's trying to convince my mom how well she's doing. It's it depends on the if I'm gonna be a millionaire, I don't know if I would ever be like it would just be too hard it would be too much work to try to be modest about it. Yeah. Why why not just be well, completely like, ostentatious about it? Right. Well like the guy who had the Tesla that I wrote in, he was a coworker of my uncle and we went from the wine tasting to this really nice restaurant and that's when I wrote in the Tesla it was from the from the hotel to the restaurant uh-huh. and it has like this overdrive super drive whatever the fuck yeah. in it so it'll go really fast and i mean we are in downtown charleston south carolina dude. it's people, like a button you push people fucking everywhere does he say and does he, he say like a one-liner to you before he hits the yeah, button yeah 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 oh, you, I, I mean this was after the wine i was tanked i almost puked in his car i almost puked in a tesla uh. red wine and i was I was super drunk because we had ha- we had drank like six bottles of wine in an hour and a half because we had to like do it really quick and like get all this shit done. So I was completely tanked on an empty stomach in the back of this Tesla with his daughter and my cousin. And my cousin knew about, she had apparently been in a Tesla before and she was like, hit that supercharge, Bob. <laughs> 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 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so, anytime you hear someone say "hit the supercharge," <laughs> you're gonna say "yeah." I would never say no to that. And I was like leaned up because I was looking at the screen. The screen is huge and it has a huge map on it, and uh-huh. I'm into maps anyway. So I was like, "Fuck yeah!" What, what is the map? I was like leaning up from the back seat. Yeah, maps are badass. Like I was gonna like touch it, and he went boom, and I like hit the back seat. <laughs> he like slung me back. And then I got freaked out because it like my stomach started getting weird because I was I was drunk and I yeah. And How so fast it, like, were you going? I don't even know. I don't even know. But he tells like he's like yeah you can go like zero to eighty in like th- two minutes. Or, I don't even like thirty seconds. I don't even know. He like said some weird shit, but I was drunk. I got all I was trying and I was trying to Snapchat my friends that I was in a Tesla, and so I had my phone out trying to Snapchat. This motherfucker takes off. <laughs> it was. And we were only going like a half a mile. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. This is to all of our proletariat listeners out there. This is how the this is how the other half. It really is. They're not the other half. This is how the one percent. I know. I say that all the time. I say the other half. Then I'm like, I mean the other one percent. Yeah. There's no. The other point zero zero two percent. Dude, fuck that shit. But they're modest about it. Oh, Oh, and yeah. Well, because what I was gonna say is. The, the other weird part is like they argued after dinner who was going to pay uh-huh. for all of us, the two guys. And so that was them, I feel like, flexing. Oh, that was know? total flexing. It's like, no, I'll get it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to get this one. Come on, put that away. Put that away. I have never been in a situation where I could be like, put put it, put, no. put it away. Everybody's, the situations I'm usually in, everybody's looking at each other like, um... <laughs> Can you split this up 28 ways? Is, that, is it a problem? I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll tip you good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, I should finish this beach story as in because okay. I broke down on a jet ski let's, in the ocean. All right. Let's 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 tie up. Let's tie up the Charleston chapter of your vacation. Okay. Yeah. We <clears> went <throat> riding jet skis and we went from a creek to a river to the bay and we were heading to the ocean. We were in the bay, and we got a bunch of rope sucked into the intake of the jet ski. Oh, no. And it took a while to figure out that this is what had happened, but it was on the jet ski that me and my cousin were riding, and there were these, like, good old boys with us in this John boat, 
bringing up the slack. That's yeah. actually how we got fucked up. He got stuck in the, his little trolling motor got stuck in the motherfucking rope. So we went back and then we got stuck in it too. <laughs> there was like a rope running across the harbor. Tell me why. I have no idea. Anyway. That's what you get for try, just trying to help help a brother out. Yeah. So anyway, he keeps like, um, you know, going under the water, under the jet ski to try to figure out what's going on. And he figures out it's a rope, so he's got a knife, and he's trying to cut it out. But he's having to, like, hold his breath, go under, cut as long as he can, and then come back out. <laughs> it was pretty scary. What the fuck? And then finally he realized how bad it was. But this was the worst part. We were in the bay. There are alligators all over Charleston. We had seen two already when we got in the water. I saw, I had seen a dolphin. And you know how you think of dolphins to be, like, really beautiful and, like, <laughs> slick? This dolphin had seen a few bar fights okay its bill was fucked up it, it didn't even come to a point it was like slashed it looked like it had been eaten halfway hey, or something hey i see you're stranded here yeah that was the most the most close-up i'd ever seen a dolphin and it was fucked up i was like oh my god this dolphin hasn't seen a thing or two anyway we had to jump off of the jet skis like near the bank yeah. of the like harbor and we i immediately sunk immediately into thigh high like puff mud oh my god and terrifying it i almost started crying like that's what a big wimp i am i almost started crying <laughs> and these guys like trying to keep it together because i was with all these like, really young girls they're all 20 and they all have fake ids and go and i'm literally like that's one of the worst feelings in the world because <laughs> it's like it goes down so low oh my my, my foot got my shoe got stuck yeah i had to pull my foot out of my shoe and pull my leg out of the hole and then get down in the water and run my arm down the hole to get my shoe out that it was stuck i mean it was a colossal fucking fuckery yeah and as soon as all this started happening i started freaking out that there was gonna be something in the puff mud yeah and i said or my cousin i mean she's like is a crab gonna bite me and i was like yeah it's a crab but I was trying to keep my cool, you know. John Mellencamp pops out. Starts <laughs> <laughs> so talking about eating pussy. <laughs> pops out the puff mud. <laughs> and the guy goes, if you're lucky, saying that like a crab is the least of our worries. Oh, shit. Just like, and you're not fucking healthy here, really, man. Seriously, as soon as my eyes started watering, I was like, I'm going to have a panic attack in this mud, in this puff mud. And I got all these girls looking up to me. I'm supposed to be the bad bitch of this group. I already out drunk them. Like, I have to maintain my fucking alpha status here, motherfuckers. <laughs> I've been shooting whiskey all week just to fucking get myself. Like, Tanya's to no prove beta. Myself. Tanya's no fucking beta. We've got an alpha here. <laughs> I mean, they're 20, and they're like my cousins, and they're rich, so I feel like I have to prove myself. Yeah, right. But I'm not rich, but I can fucking hang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I always end up being the country-ass cousin who does something weird at the party. Anyway. But um, we luckily did not see any alligators in the puff mud. Uh-huh. But I was shaking. I was like, it was so bad that I finally like swam over to get on the other. I was like, I need to get on the other jet ski. Because we had two jet skis in this little rolling boat. Yeah. And it's, have you ever tried to get up on a jet ski in the water? Uh, this is not an easy thing to do as you can imagine they sit completely on top of the water and they're like really high up and i have very little upper body strength <laughs> so I, I literally was like fighting trying to <laughs> you and tom would have loved to see this because it was sad i was like trying to mount it like a horse i tried to throw my leg up. 
Were the girls watching this? Yeah, they were sitting on. They were just like, "Oh my god!" And they like wrenched, like wrenched for me, like they were gonna pull me up, but they like couldn't reach all the way. So they were like, <laughs> they like wouldn't even come back and help me. Fucking. I know. I know. I was just like, "Oh my god!" It's like my rich cousin's rich ass friends, yeah. and I was just like, "Fuck you, bitches!" And they're all interning this summer at my uncle's company, so oh, they're all shit. like doing this, yeah. you know, bougie ass internship. Anyway, I finally got on that motherfucker, and that's probably the thing I'm most proud of from the last two weeks is that I clawed my ass up on that motherfucking jet ski in a survival situation. Triumph of the fucking will. <laughs> Tanya Turner. <laughs> what really happened <clears throat> is I realized that there was a step I could pull down. Oh. <laughs> that's that's usually how these stories go, actually. I know. It's the like, metaphor for life. Yeah, like I thought I was drowning, and then I realized I could stand up. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so you, that was, that, let's just say that's the ending scene in this movie of your vacation. That's the ending scene of that chapter. <laughs> we're, now we're fading in to West Virginia. Yeah. What did you see in, Ver, Ver, wait, what did you see and where? All right, let me set the scene here. All right, set the scene. We're in Pocahontas, West Virginia. Uh-huh. Pocahontas County, West Virginia. I've been there. It's very beautiful. It is beautiful. The cabin in the woods was actually on the border of Greenbrier, Greenbrier County, West Virginia. Where Jim Justice owns owns the Greenbrier, Greenbrier Resort. Resort, right. Jim Justice, who is a coal baron. And see, I'm setting the context. Please. Uh, and is now governor of West Virginia. Yes, he is. <laughs> and um, I'll just add another antidote about that outhouse is that uh, my friend has a dog who's really good at fetch. Uh-huh. It's like I, the Most dogs I know will go get it, and then they take it off. Like the thing that you throw. Yeah. Then they just go off and play with it. Right. This dog always brought it back immediately, and it always found it, no matter how far you threw it, or like into the brush. This is a great dog. This is a great fetch dog. And for the first time in my life, maybe the only time, <laughs> I played fetch from a toilet. <laughs> because the dog followed me to the toilet. <laughs> and I was sitting there... And I, like, threw it as far as I could as soon as I went into the outhouse. <laughs> and then while I was sitting there, the dog came back. And the door's open. And I was like, all right, if I can give it to me. And that's I pretty, it again. That's fucking tight. More uh, images of heaven here. Yeah, no, that's Plain definitely. Plain fetch from the top. Yes. And is the best. From an outhouse. It's the best opening scene of this next uh, segment, <laughs> this next act. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so uh, I'll set that scene. This was the day before... Fourth uh, of July. This was the third of July. Uh huh. And we find out that a friend of ours who used to live here in Whitesburg is in Pocahontas County, the same time we are. Okay. And so we're like, oh fuck, we should meet up. And she tells us that she's at this place called the um, Gesundheit Institute. Gesundheit Institute. Gesundheit. Is this where um, Patch Adams? That is it. <laughs> this, is, this is where Patch Adams was. Okay. Patch Adams is a real person. Patch Adams was a real person. And who thought that, yeah, like laughter was the. Uh... Yeah, he fancies himself a clown slash doctor. <laughs> and apparently. Robin Williams portrayed yes. him in a film. And I haven't seen this. I did not. And that's what we. I come to learn all this this week. <laughs> In West Virginia. But here's the thing. So Patch Adams has spent 40 years or more building this clown army and raising money all over the world to build a to build free a free hospital in rural West Virginia in Pocahontas County. Really? Yeah. 
millions of dollars. Wow. Mill- like so much money. And this is just a hippie haven. There's no host- There's no health. Cl- nothing there is being done for any local people. This place is full of crazy ass buildings. Like a house that's the shape of a keyhole. It's yeah. like four stories. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it. They're all like... Cl- you can Google pictures of it too. Oh yeah. yeah, Google. You can Google it. And it's all like clown shit. Like there's a huge sign at one point that says clownarchy. <laughs> Just a look on your face. Clownarchy. <laughs> Man. And, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like super freaked out by clowns. But right. I don't, I don't, I don't want to fuck with clowns. Right. I don't, I don't, who wants to fuck with a clown? Right. So... The the longer the tour went, the creepier things got. Really? Yeah. First, the first building we see is like a house, and it's pretty cool. It's just like a cool hippie like architecture, and there's like a guy in dreadlocks cooking a fucking kale pizza or some shit. It's like you know, I, yeah, I've seen that show, and I was like, hey, Joe or whatever the fuck, and we got to see they got like a little uh, second story balcony, kind of cool, the nice view, blah blah. So we like. Get a uh, beer, get a yingling, head out to the next building for the tour. And it's an art center. It's called oh. like the art center. And it's like this full on beautiful maker space in the downstairs. Like uh-huh. tons of tools and art supplies and all this space to work. Yeah. It was just bad as hell. <clears throat> and then we go up these really weird narrow circle stairs and we get to the top and we go in and it's like a dance studio. Except, and I, as soon as I get up there, I see some glittery fabric, and I go, "Ooh, costumes!" And then immediately I realize it's clown shit, and and then I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I look, and, my, and like me and my friends look at each other, and we're like, "Clowns!" <laughs> <laughs> and we looked because we we kind of knew heading into it what the deal was, yeah. But we had like nothing had prepared you it, for no. It had been so hippie that I'd kind of forgot the right. clown thing, right? It had right. just it just looked like another like hippie fucking mecca place. I was like, you yeah. know, whatever. I don't want your, your kale fucking pizza. And we had went on. And then it was like there was a huge rainbow umbrella with like shit hanging out of it and all this like tool everywhere, you know, like the fabric. Yeah. That you make out of like tutu fabric. Yeah. Rainbow shit everywhere. And that's where the big clownarchy sign was. It was is a it lot like, of sequence. What kind of. I want to know what their stance is on the insane clown posse. Are they are they coalition <laughs> with the insane clown posse or they? <laughs> this the only thing that can add. That's the only layer that could be added at see, this point. In clown in clown culture in clown society, I, they they sound like the sort of bourgeois clowns. ICP are the working class clowns, Ugh. and they have class consciousness. I feel like you are taking up for ICP right now. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Are you crazy? Are they bad? ICP, <laughs> you are taking up for juggalos right now. Are, is that not a good thing? <laughs> Hatchet men, literal fucking juggalos. The dark carnival. I mean, they've got class consciousness, How? and that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, it's part of it. It's embedded into the ICP okay, okay. ideology. Post production, <laughs> T Ray, I'm going to need you to bring up some ICP and let us listen to them talk about. Literally coming up some girl's nose or something, and look, look the fucked up shit. Really? All they all I've ever heard them sing about is rape. I didn't. I see. I don't know that. I don't never listen. I've never. I only know the movements. Okay, let it be known here that Terrence is a juggalo sympathizer. I'm okay? a juggalo apologizer. Yeah, 
a fucking apologist. juggalo apologist in here. I am. I don't even know what to do. I feel like I'm trying to climb up on that fucking jet ski again. I, I feel like I am literally scaling for my life off of a slippery sea jet. I, I don't ski. know. I was. I was ignorant, but I just say in the movement itself has tones. Juggalism has tones of a sort of like class identity that, on a mass movement level, could be worked with for organizing. Are you suggesting <laughs> organizing the juggle that we go to a juggalo gathering? You've been talking about the the prize location for our first Trillbilly Live show. Yeah, maybe it's a juggalo gathering. I, I, well, well, you know what? I'm taking a lot of guns. I'm taking all my shotguns, all three of them. We're gonna need them when the revolution comes. We'll need the juggalos. You think that juggalos are gonna come in handy post apocalypse? They could be like that in scene the revolution? in the. They could be like that scene in the movie where you think. You're 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 down and like the final blade's about to come down and then like the sun crests over the hill and here and, come a bunch of clowns. Yeah, you hear a, a fucking b- hatchet men are coming over the. <laughs> this is worse. This is worse than any revolutionary <laughs> defeat I can imagine. And then they all come storming. Oh my god! All right, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to. I'm not a uh, ICP apologist. Um, just keep bookmark that. You're going to do a little research about <laughs> ICP it. after this, and you're going to cut all this out because you're going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> you really. I won't cut it out. I swear. I swear <laughs> to the listeners, I won't cut it out. You're getting the full You're getting the full thing here. I, will <laughs> I won't say, hide from my I mistakes. I will say that we have a very close friend that I will not name who I love so much. She's like literally one of my favorite people, and she admitted to me once that in high school she went to a juggle uh, an icp concert oh. in full face paint hell yeah well it takes a lot to admit something like that <laughs> yeah. brave so okay so th- that's the icp those are the uh, these are different from the icp clowns these are what kind of clowns are these uh hippie clowns I guess like hippie slash uh, clowns who think they're who fancy themselves doctors. So are they like? Uh... <laughs> they're they're carpet bagging clowns, man. That's what they are. They have been raising millions of dollars for forty years, saying that they're building a free hospital, and they're just building these fucking hippie buildings <laughs> for hippies to live in. Mindset, right? No. What, 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 what is Patch no, Adams? Patch history? Adams, his ah. We looked up some shit. Like we should pull it up right now and read it because what what's going on is he Here, is it. trying to he is legit trying the way he's raising this money is he's trying to change the way that people use the word hospital. Mm-hmm. And so he's been saying for forty years that he's building a hospital, a free hospital in rural West Virginia. But once you get down in the weeds of the words, he's like, "We are, we are transforming the way people think about healthcare." <laughs> We are, you know, people who bring joy to other people's lives are doctors and they deliver good health. And like, so he's basically saying clowns can replace doctors. <laughs> this guy could not be crazier. Just re- literally, wait till you see a picture of him. Oh, I just did. I have seen he a is photo nuts. of him. So, okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, this guy's so bad. But anyway, so... At one point, we're standing outside of the of this huge building that's still under construction, uh-huh. but it's like 
you know, it's probably halfway done and it's got like plastic and stuff. Uh-huh. And our our friend that you and our you and I's much mutual friend is standing outside the building and she's telling us she's like, This is the hospital they're building. Yeah, it says on here. And my friend pops this was the best part. She pops through the plastic and goes, Forty years, forty years they've been building this hospital for free and it's not it's it's a lie. It's just a fucking lie. <laughs> she just she just unravels. She just completely unravels. Cause she's like, This motherfucker has raised millions of dollars and they don't do one thing for this community, nothing. They, they have this beautiful state-of-the-art art center, and they don't even have local arts programming. Nothing. No wow. local people are coming there and getting any services. Right. It's Zero. just the money thing. Yeah, it's just like Patch Adams' fucking hippie, like you know, pie in the sky farm. Yeah. Or whatever. They it's like that. Like, it's like that clean coal power plant in Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> It'll yeah. never be operational. Yeah. It's just somebody's it's a fucking dream. It's somebody's, uh, it's patch Adams wet dream. Right. That he's got this place he can run off and hide to. And he's probably, um, he's, he has probably laundered a bunch of money through it. If I had See, to guess. That's an interesting point because we've talked a lot a bit about, that's why, like, I, I don't think that, um, um, this idea that you can sort of like create the society you want to see in a little oh yeah secluded, and it ripple out yeah like it's like it to me that's the best argument for why organized like mass movement socialism is the only way to uh, to or, or social movements in general you know what I'm saying like you can't you can't just think that you're gonna be able to like. Yeah, and like it. another friend of ours who's from Pocahontas County grew up there, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. She, we asked her to go with us, and she was like, eh, I don't really like people touching me. <laughs> <laughs> that was her answer. It's like, so she knew. Yeah, I don't want a free hug. <laughs> yeah, she's like, they do the free hug shit. I'm not, I'm not trying to have somebody touch Ugh, me, really. I'm not going to that. that. Um, which I'm fine with. I like hugs, you know, like, oh, whatever. I was like, all right, I'll fucking go hug these people. I don't care. I was really kind of like bumping around about it. But then we ran into this guy named Steve who like kept talking to us. We couldn't get, we couldn't shake him, couldn't get rid of him. And he was like a clown in training. You could tell because of how he acted. A clown or a doctor? <laughs> okay. Oh, on, this is what, this was crazy. Both because he wouldn't go away. So we started asking him questions, but he was like, he was like, what's your name? And you know, we told him our names and he repeated our names over and over again. He was like, Tanya, Rachel, Sam, Sam, Rachel, Tanya, Tanya, Rachel, Sam. He like, so that he just like kept doing it to oh, memorize shit. it so that he would like know, you Did know, you go remember? like into the West world? Yeah, man. They, were they like AI? <laughs> These two experiments, fetch on the fucking toilet on the outhouse to Steve who said, when he introduced me, he said, I'm Steve or Sleeve. Oh my God! And he ran <laughs> What the fuck? He said, because that sleeve must be his clown name because he like ran his, you know, he ran his hand down his arm and said sleeve. And so the rest of the trip, me and my friends were like, hey, Steve, or sleeve. Like, you, like, but. I wish there was a camera on my face right I now. Know, I know. It's It was horrifying. It was literally horrifying. And like, he wasn't in any clown shit. He was dressed normal. He had like, well, he was wearing like cargo shorts and a tucked in shirt with like a hippie belt. So I'm mean, oh, normal as that is. Oh my. God. But yeah, so Sleeve wouldn't leave us alone. He kept following us around. So we were like, okay, Sleeve, where are you from? You know, and he's like, I'm from Michigan. And he put up his like five hands. You know how people do. Yes. And he did this, but he didn't explain. Like we all knew what he was doing, but he right. didn't explain it. I guess he, you know, he goes, I'm from Michigan, about right here. He said, but I'm moving. And he like, you know, like does this like dance number. And then he like down to Nashville. And he like points south. He like points down to Nashville. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's literally <laughs> dancing. He like he's like put a moving down the mansion. And we were just Did you notice any like cuts or abrasions on his head? <laughs> Where it, part of his brain had been lobotomized or you know, what if someone hears this and goes and checks it out and we've uncovered some fucking mind control <laughs> yeah. underground mind control shit. That is what would happen yeah. in Pocahontas oh, County, totally, man. Totally, totally. Like okay. how does this story break? We someone heard it on a podcast. So anyway, then when we're like, Oh, well, why are you going to Nashville? And we just keep looking at each other like, What is happening? And he's dancing the whole time. And we're all sitting there looking up at him. He's like, he's like move. he will not stop moving. Like, he's on speed, I guess. Like, that's what I seen. Like, this guy's on speed for sure. Um, and I was like, what are you on, man? I'm like, I could take some. That'd be great. Um, but after he tells us, he's like, so we're like, what's in Nashville? And he says, school, medical school. Sings it like it's a sing song. No. And we all looked at each other and we were like, Are you gonna work here? You're gonna be a clown doctor? And he was like, Oh my god, that would be a dream. And we were like, Wait, what? And he's like, I don't know if I'm good enough for it. The people here, like he's like, you know, I'm pretty peppy. He literally said that I'm peppy. He's like, I'm pretty peppy and what and whatnot, but I don't know if I have the chops to make it here at Gesundheit. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> this, this is fucked is up. This is stranger than fiction. This is fucked up. I couldn't shit. make this up. And I'm a pretty big liar. I could not even fathom oh this. Oh my God. And the only, the only reason I remember this in such great detail is because we've talked about it. Oh, me and my friends just like keep reliving it because it was the most bizarre thing. And so we came going like, sleeve. I mean, he has to be a serial killer, right? Like, he's definitely a, some, some kind of sociopath. So he's like, this is these are the clown doctors in training. Yeah. He's like, we're going to cut you open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make one incision right here. Give you the biggest <laughs> smile. You'll never be sad again. <laughs> I'm going to have your life right here in the palm of my hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude. So, but, and so then we, that's when, you know, we said, you mean in this hospital you're going to work here? And he says this all weird stuff like, I just don't even know. And, you know, and my, my friend Rachel's like, well, that's probably good that you don't, uh, you know, be, uh, wage any bets to, for this hospital, man, because it's, it's not going to happen. That's, it's not happening. <laughs> They've been saying they're building that hospital for 40 years. And he just looked at her like he was smiling, but he was trying to figure out how to like, he was like. The, mach- the machine couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't compute her negativity. <laughs> Because she was already spiraling from this tour, and she was like, hey, don't hold your breath, sleeve. <laughs> don't bet that this fucking, they've been saying they're doing this for yeah. 40 years. And he was just like, <laughs> and then finally, um, Sam, well, he, he asked, he's like, so what are y'all doing here? Because that's when he was like, oh, who are you people? Because I think he thought he was talking to some. Oh, investigative journalist. Some gun, gesundheit friend or something. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, what are you guys doing here? And we said, oh, we're, we're, uh, we're coming to visit our friend. We're having like a July cancer celebration. And he was like, huh? huh, huh. So then we like <laughs> Sam immediately redirects the whole conversation. And we start talking about um, other zodiac signs. Like, yeah. What's your rising sign? And, blah, blah, blah. and he just disappeared. He just like walked off. And then we were, because we were talking, then we were like, wait, he left. <laughs> so he just like took off. 
Oh, man. And we didn't see him again. Sleeve. That is... That is there. That would if we could put that into a film. Nobody fucking steal that shit. I will sue you. <laughs> We're making that into a goddamn movie. <laughs> we could probably film it on location at Gesundheit. That's the most Trillbillies brand um, scene interaction that I can. I don't know. It's like you couldn't make that shit up. You really couldn't. That's so great. He was so bizarre. So. Wow. Well, so, um... So, yeah, look it up, Patch Adams, and do all you can to discount this clowning motherfucker. Don't give him no fucking money for his free clinic in West Virginia that don't motherfucking exist. Yeah. Maybe 60 Minutes will do some sort of, like, Uncovering, yeah. Yeah. And maybe they'll, like... Based off his book. I hope he goes bankrupt, (laughs) and they have to turn all those beautiful buildings. That's fucking crazy. All right. We're, uh... How, how much time we got over there, T? 114. Oh, we've got an episode. We you think it's episode. trash? No, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's good. Tom's going to listen to it, and he's going to get FOMO. Oh, yeah. He's already got FOMO. Especially <laughs> since he's probably in Lexington doing something lame as hell. Hell, yeah. Yep. No, this is a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, close with um, John Mellencamp. What was the name of it? Tonight. Tonight. <laughs> hell, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs>